Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Football Girl Podcast <laughs> as we celebrate the 49ers officially in the playoffs with oh my goodness my friend Stefania Bell of ESPN but more importantly my 49ers partner in crime. This is, you know, I used to do the football date night with Dave, you know, my husband. Um, but this is like football know, date night, like uh, us. We're, we're. Yes. <laughs> well, it's really better, let's be honest, because he's a Bears fan. Yeah. And it, he just, it's not the same as when you have like me and we're just <laughs> giddy about the 49ers together. Like that's right. like, you can't recreate that with your husband. I mean, right. I mean he's only going to get excited. <laughs> like right now he'd be all, he'd, he'd be, he'd, he'd rain on your parade. Cause he's upset yeah. about, like the bears. I mean, like, he got, you know? he got into it, but he was just sitting there kind of smiling. <laughs> I mean, you and I were texting that whole game. Like I was doing uh first, first I, I was obviously depressed for a while. And then just, I mean, the vocal cords, this is, I'm, we're, I think we're both a little hoarse right now, but I started doing like knee highs and and then I had like a little corner of the TV, like every key third down and then like they would complete it and I would like start jumping and screaming. Oh yeah. I totally was yelling, yelling. My dog is looking at me like he thinks something was wrong or he was in trouble because I'm like clapping really loud and screaming at the day. And I'm like, oh no, it's not you. It's the TV. (laughs) Yeah, it was, it was ridiculous. It was ridiculous. But I, you know, some, you know, that sometimes we watch games at work on Sunday after our show. Today was our last Sunday show. And I watched the early game. And it was so funny because everyone at work knows what a 49ers fan I am. And like, I, I mean, just a little peek behind the curtain, like Chris Berman's in there watching because, you know, he gets ready to do his show at He's night. With Berger, they're both in there. Yes, yes. And, um, Actually, he reminded me that January 10th, like um, this year, it'll be 40 years anniversary of the catch. <gasps> File that away. I know. What? Right? How was that? Yeah, like, oh my I gosh. know. I know. Very years. hard. But, but so when I'm leaving, like I left there because even though I normally watch the games on all the screens with everyone, when the 49ers were coming on, given the importance of this game, I was like, I'm going to excuse myself. I need to go home. <laughs> I need to watch it there. And they all knew. They all understood. And they yeah. were all like, okay, good luck. Bye. Like, everyone knows what my afternoon was going to be like. So <laughs> while I'm on social media, like, living and dying with every play, I'm oh also getting gosh. texts from my work friends. And it was so cute because when the 49ers won, like, everybody from work, I mean, mm. it's just funny like Damian Woody's texting me like I know this better you got to be thrilled and I feel that Matthew my co-host are like congratulations like I did anything I mean I mean I might have done something because I did you see my tweet about what I needed to start drinking yeah so you started drinking (laughs) bourbon and then everything turned around and yeah and I said I went I was asking for recommendations of what to drink at halftime given the stress <laughs> and uh people were giving me all sorts of recommendations from wine people know I'm a big wine fan uh to you know shots or things you, you can tell like the demographic depending on what it was and I thought you know what I think I think I think this bourbon I think it's not wine I need something a little more you know a little serious but it's gonna like take the edge off right <laughs> and so I went with Angel's Envy which I have because uh and I made a reference I said because I'm calling all the angels and somebody caught the Bay Area reference there but uh <laughs> turns out the owner 
and uh, of Angel's Envy was like, thanks for that. <laughs> because now everyone's convinced that it's like a good luck bourbon. Because everything mean, turned around. So I'm committed. There's a there's place. definitely yeah. an influencer deal. I hopefully it lasts beyond this week because that means the Niners <laughs> beat the Cowboys. I know. Okay, so there's so much to process with this so game. Um, I'm we're I'm st- obviously we're both still giddy. It's just a few minutes after it ended. Um, okay, okay, where do we start? Okay, six and zero. Jimmy Garoppolo is six and zero against the Rams, which is amazing. I mean. The, the, <laughs> The relationship between I, I went, can we share the text that I yes I yeah you you, you repeat it I was just about to say and it, I, you, I you asked you essentially <laughs> I, I'm not looking at the text but I, at, at the point where the 49ers were starting to mount this comeback I said who's more in whose head uh Jimmy Garoppolo like Jimmy Garoppolo in Matthew Stafford or like like the 49ers D I think I said the 49ers D in yeah. Matthew Stafford's head or uh, Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. <laughs> I mean, that was a good question because that was yeah, that was that period where it was just like a sack fest. I mean, I, st- it was it was yeah, and Matthew Stafford looked like he was frustrated, Shell like he shocks. wasn't getting the ball off properly. The Forty Nineers defense was making an impact. Like all of a sudden, there was a switch that, <laughs> and it, it looked like Stafford was far less comfortable, and that's. What made me think it when things were starting to go wrong, you started to wonder, you know, I always wonder, like, these are professionals. I, I don't I don't really honestly sit there and think that they're going in their mind, oh, no, it's been five. We can't have it be – like, they're not thinking about that. <laughs> but I do think there is something to the notion of how many times they hear all week because they talked about it. I think Jalen Ramsey talked about the frustration of hearing, like, uh, every time you guys face the Niners, this happens. And they're tired of it. So they really want to yeah. prove something. So when things start going south, I I do think there's a little whisper of that, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, so when Jalen Ramsey makes that interception, I mean, that was just, just kudos to him. It was like, really good. I mean, Yeah, I mean, that was a great play. Talk beautiful. about following the ball. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah just beautiful. I mean, are, are you thinking, like, I mean – it's done, right? Like, there's, like, we lost. It's over. The season's done. I wasn't quite at it's over. And usually I'm I'm pretty fatalistic. Like, I, I get, you know, uh, I'm one of those who's like, oh, no. But I don't know why today I felt a little bit more like, you know, we're not. Yeah, I will say one thing about Jimmy Garoppolo. He strikes me, and I don't, to be very clear to anyone who might be listening, I don't know him at all. I have no like, you know, some players you get to know after right. you've been covering things for a while. He, I have no, had really no one-on-one interaction with him. I don't know him at all. But he strikes me as being somebody who has a very, he, he's got a short memory. He's got that mm-hmm. very good ability to let things roll off him and not get to him, which is so important in this game because he can have a bad game and then turn around and have a really strong one. He can have a bad drive. And turn around and have yes. a really strong one. And I think that really, yeah. But I mean, I think that serves him well in games like this tonight. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you got to give him a lot of credit. That injury that he has is no joke. Um, it is the injury that forced Drew Brees to undergo surgery. And they're not necessarily the same. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo has a, a little chip fracture there when you tear the bone away 
Um, it, it's not necessarily surgical. Uh, it could be something that heals with time, although it depends sort of what insults that thumb takes over the remainder of the season. But it is certainly affects the stability of that joint. And if you ask most quarterbacks how important their thumb control is to their throwing, pretty sure it's going to be high on the list. And he acknowledged that it was very painful, but he still was making, for the most part, good throws. You know, I, I think he, he had some he'd certainly want to take back. He had one that really wobbled, like it got out of his hand funny. It was kind of an end-over-end throw. But he also made some great throws. And if you had told me that he would be able to do that with that injury, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's remarkable. And to, and to the point you were saying a second ago, Kyle, Kyle Shanahan said that after the game about his ability, like the short-term memory stuff, how that, that he has a really good track record after throwing picks of coming back with strong drives. Um, so I guess that that's that's the, the thing, like probably the, the lingering thing from this game um, is I don't uh, – so the Rams are – okay, they, they can seal the game, right? They have a fourth and five, I think it was, from the 45. They get first down, game is over. That's when they're, they're up 24-17. But they didn't – you know, I guess they didn't trust – well, they didn't trust Stafford. So I guess that that was like my big takeaway from this that you I mean, how much how much did, does he make? Like, that's your guy, right? You're a friend, lot, a lot. <laughs> and you don't trust him in fourth and five in that situation. Like that is I understand that the night like Jimmy had just thrown a pick and, and the Niners, you know, maybe you trust your defense more. But like you can the game's over. You get that first down. The game's over. And like. You don't like like they're not doing that with Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or, you know, those they're always going for it in that situation with those types of quarterbacks. So I I found that really interesting. I I did, too. I was really surprised. I was really surprised. And and uh, yeah, I mean, but every time they gave like the littlest window to the fighters, they came through. It was so good. I just thought afterwards. I mean, for me as a ridiculous fan, I thought there, if I was giving out game balls, there would oh, be so many. So many. Because, like, so many. Because let's just talk for a minute about how it was, you know, sometimes you're like, well, the defense really won that or the offense really won that. But the special teams, I mean, Robbie Gold. <laughs> Robbie hello. Gold, punter he, extraordinaire. Oh, I mean, <laughs> Robbie Gold, the punter, all of a sudden. And, you know, considering he did the best he could, Cody, you check the holders. Every kick, and 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 not only did Kyle Juszczyk not bat an eye because he set him up for every kick, but that field goal, in the last one, that was critical. I mean, mm-hmm. everything, everybody contributed in these unique I would give the 49ers fans a game ball because <laughs> they traveled so well. And you could hear on the broadcast, oh. I was, you know, Troy Aikman and Joe Buck were talking about how it was equally loud. When it was whether it was supposed to be the Rams fans or the 49ers fans, and honestly, I thought maybe they were being a little generous to the Rams fans because totally. I felt like the Niners fans were louder. And my brother was at the game, and he was texting me throughout, and it was funny <laughs> because his buddy had offered him tickets like early in the season, like, "Hey, you know, this will be a meaningless game in Week 18, <laughs> but I've got these tickets." And so it turns out not so meaningless. And he said there were the Niners fans were drowning it out there and it was nuts. 
minutes. And he said it was like a playoff atmosphere. And you know what he told me after we FaceTimed afterward? He was giddy like we are. We're all the same. <laughs> I know. We should have invited he, him to this. I know. He said it was, well, he's off to some fancy steak dinner to pay back the friend who got him tickets. Um, but <laughs> no, Nothing's said, ever free. No, no. But hey, he's happy to do that tonight because <laughs> it's just celebratory. Today. He said that um, uh, it was it was so, he, he said it was so loud that it was predominantly Niners fans there. And he told me, he goes, it was like a playoff atmosphere. And you'll appreciate this because you were at this game as well. He said, this is second only to, you know what I'm going to say. The Niners the 2012, Saints, 2012 Niners divisional Saints. game. And he, goes, and, and he goes, I know this isn't a playoff game, but it, it had playoff game implications, right? Because if they don't win, we knew at that point the Saints were winning. Their, of course the Saints are involved. Again, I know. the Saints were winning their, their game against the Falcons. And if we don't win this, we, you know, because I'm part of the 49ers. Yeah, we're, uh, then, we're a we then, for the purpose of this yeah, conversation. So we're not in the playoffs. And he said that you could feel it. It was like that was the energy there. So game ball to the fans who traveled who made it, I think, difficult at times for Stafford to hear in his own stadium, which I just loved. Uh, game balls on special teams offense i mean Debo samuel continues to be incredible elijah mitchell runs oh like there was one time he squirted through a hole that i couldn't even <laughs> believe how he was able to get through it um Juwan jennings oh, with a couple yes. oh, i mean oh and then fred on the defensive side fred warner with a key oh. sack that i just loved i mean uh even our, our secondary was challenged mm. by illness and injury and we we saw the and not being that great <laughs> But, uh, but, you know, nonetheless, like, they did their job and they frustrated them. And Cooper Cup, I mean, come on. He's like, he is, uh, to me, he's in MVP conversation for the NFL because he is a game changer on the field. And without him, uh, the Rams are, I, I think, a shell of themselves because he has been Stafford's favorite target. And Cooper Cup, Phil was the, the savior at times throughout this game and the one biggest threat that the Niners had. Um, and you certainly couldn't stop him completely. But I thought that they did a decent job of shutting down the run game. Um, I, I, it was just all around p- different people made plays at key times. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'll stop talking now because no, I mean not to mention like Armand Thomas with the the game clinching interception, Um, and yeah, I want to give a special shout out also. I mean, you just mentioned him, Juwan Jennings. I mean, he was just phenomenal, and I mean, he was involved in so many pivotal moments, like the touchdown pass from Debo. Like he's bobbling it. If if he doesn't catch that, oh yeah, Debo the quarterback. Oh my god. (laughs) And then on Debo's um. On the, on the first touchdown of the game that Debo scored, I mean, Jennings had a, a huge block on that play, too. And then there were just so many moments that toward the end of the fourth quarter and in overtime that, that Jennings just extended plays, turned, you know, like yep. a two-yard, you know, out, route pass to like a, into a, you know, 14-yard gain. I mean, or whatever. It just, oh, just. We're used to seeing Debo Samuel do that. Um, but yeah. we haven't. You know, that's not necessarily what we'd associate with John Jones. And even, you know, Brandon Ayuk had a couple of great plays like mm-hmm. that as well, you know. And I, I just think that 
The pass catchers are catching the ball better. I mean, George Kittle, unfortunately, teams key in on him. So he's like double covered often. And I think that's where when when Jimmy made a couple mistakes, it was trying to force it to George Kittle. I think because we know he's got great hands. We know he's, you know, he is going to be as physical as anyone who's trying to cover him. But sometimes the windows were just so tight and it, it, it wasn't necessarily the best spot for it but even George Kittle doing what George Kittle does you know making blocks being a key player on the offense whether he's on the ball or away from the ball you know right right um and I just want to backtrack for a second to your brother and being at the game I mean I totally agree. Like I, I could, there was a, you could hear the in-game announcer often through the game would be like, okay, like suck it down and like, let's get loud. And then you wouldn't hear anything. anything, I know. Like where are, I mean, it was kind of sad actually. Like it's because I remember that, you know, that, that horrid uh, Rams Patriot Super Bowl that was so boring. And like, there were no, I remember being like, oh, I wonder like if there'll be an equal number of fans here during the week because you know the Patriots have won a gazillion Super Bowls like they the fans have to be sick of going and like here's the Rams and I mean there were like no Rams fans that week and I you know I I'm not saying they don't have a fan base obviously they do but I mean (laughs) that that was that was a very very sad showing by by them and 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 I think you're right I think it it really aided San Francisco well, I believe that I heard, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, I believe that I heard this was the largest attendance at SoFi Stadium so far in the history yeah. of the stadium, you know, yeah. the long history of the stadium. But they credited <laughs> that to all 49ers fans who came uh, and really made this, like, it was a packed house and uh, it was loud and it was I, I do think that I do think the Rams have their fan. I mean, it's hard. I always feel for teams who move, you know, that have moved locations because I think the Rams have fans and many of them, unfortunately, don't live near the team anymore. Right. Um, so I don't want to be too harsh on their fan base, but I just think that the Niners fans in recent years have proven that they will travel very well. And I, that says a lot for West Coast team because that traditionally hasn't been a West Coast right. team thing. Right. And uh, the Niners fans have traveled all over. I mean, they've traveled to some games that are on the other side of the country, and uh, it's been impressive. So I, I and this one, you know, obviously a shorter trip, but nonetheless, uh, traveling, you know, not necessarily something everybody <laughs> do these days. So I think it was really important, and I think it was a huge boost for the team. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you what you think about um, your opinion on how would you grade Kyle Shanahan's coaching today? Well, um, I mean, can I, can I give two different grades for first half and second? Yeah. Half? Oh, totally. <laughs> I mean, it just, totally. yeah. I mean, I would give like a, a D for the first half and probably, probably a B plus for, for the second because you just, involved I mean we were texting about it right like Debo needs to be in the backfield more and 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 the plays just were generally more creative um in the second why the the adjustments were really sharp yeah why was that though why why like they played them before they know this team and they know their own team and the strengths of it what 
why was it why wasn't it working in the first half in your mind I don't know. Well, I I think I told you I, I left like midway through the second quarter because I couldn't take it anymore. So I I actually like <laughs> left my house. I was like, I'm get. I had to pick up a prescription. I was just like, I can't. I can't do. Can't oh just my sit God. here you in the really misery. And then I, I was. Kind of, you were I even texted you. I was like, Oh wait, they scored. Like how did? Like what happened? And um, so I don't have. I don't want. I don't have like amazing analysis on that. Oh. But it, but it was, I mean, they just got out to a, you know, they had that first drive, the Rams and the, you know, the Niners secondary was certainly challenged by, by Cooper Cup. Um, yep. And they, you know, they, it seems like they made some adjustments on him and um, I, I just don't feel like they had the, the right personnel and, you know, maybe they changed up some packaging and, and whatnot, uh, but the adjustments just across the board were, were great. I don't, I don't know why they didn't come out, you know, with more, more vigor, I guess, in the, in the first half. It was, yeah. They were just down. Like it's one of those things you just get down early and then you change your game plan. But then also the Rams like got, I mean, they didn't even try to, did they even like run the ball in the second half at all? I feel like. Not as as much, but I, that's where I was going to say what I looked, what I will give Shanahan credit for was his, first of all, sticking with Jimmy G. You know, not every coach would have done that. They would have been like, you're hurt. Um, he made he made some mistakes in the first half or things that he would have taken back. Um, and he stuck with it. And uh, really, I think them getting that field goal before the half, that was key to them getting that scoring drive before they went in at halftime. So it kind of gave them something really positive to take into the locker room. Still and all, that they had a lot to overcome. But he did stick with him there. Um, I think he got more aggressive, I agree, in the, in the second half in terms of the coaching. I, the other thing that was impressive to me, I, I thought the offensive line did a really good job by and large. I mean, their left tackle was playing a position he never played. I know. You know. I mean, Trent Williams was out and that was a surprise to all of us. He had the elbow injury was problematic. I don't think we were really expecting that he wouldn't play. And then Trent Williams is out. This poor left tackle. Can you imagine being Colton McKivitz? Like, That's his name, right? Colton McKivitz. Yeah. McKivitz. Yeah. McKivitz. And I thought he did a pretty good job. I think I heard that he had played a couple games at guard on the right side, but he'd never um, played left tackle. And hello, it's only this really important game. You've got a quarterback <laughs> that's banged up. You got Aaron Donald on the other side coming. You know, yeah. like everything. That was a really tough ask. And I thought um, he had one false start in there. And that was it. And yeah. I thought that was. I thought that was pretty good. And I, when they would show some of these double teams on Donald, I think for the most part, we did a good job of, you know, keeping him occupied so he could really get to Jimmy. Uh, I just, I thought that they did a really good job. They, they had a tough job all day and I thought they did a really good job. Yeah. Just the vision on the ground in the, in the second half too, was just better. Like, like hitting mm-hmm. the, the holes. I think they talked about that in the broadcast that like what Kyle Shanahan finds valuable to running back. And it was really about like vision and knowing the openings and, and whatnot. And they seem oh, to, yeah. to just, I mean, it seems like an obvious thing that you would say, but I mean, I don't know, maybe people would 
say like quick feet or, or, you know, shiftiness or, you know, other traits, but you, and you would see them even, even in these like inside runs, like getting, getting by Aaron Donald sometimes, which is always well, that's cool. What I say. Like there was, there was that one shot, like, you know, they had this great on the broadcast. They had this great shot of Elijah Mitchell coming through a hole where he literally squirted through yes. a couple of defense. Like he yes. went down low and I was like, how on earth, did he know he could get through that? That, that to me, and I think that I, that's an example, right, of why they are so enamored with this young yeah, back. Is great. because you would see things, and and I thought this, this is where the different camera angles. This is one of those games you want to go back and look at the all twenty two, and you really want to see <laughs> like what you see from I different know. angles because there are times where the it just looked like the line was congested, and then poof, somebody yeah. would pop through like, there. And, and and not everyone does that. You know, that is the skill of the running back. That's what you're talking about, that vision and that ability to see where there's going to be an opportunity to break through. And they, you would think, oh, this play is over. And then you'd see four or five yards or six yards. And that tires out of defense. I could see the Rams defense getting gassed a little bit near the end. And, and that they kept talking about this on the broadcast as well, that Shanahan said, if we get to 30 running plays, I'll be happy. You know, I think they had 40 in the game where they beat them the last time because they just, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts. When you run the ball like that and just control, keep the defense on the field, you're wearing them down and it's brutal, it's physical, and you're winning at the line of scrimmage. That was key for them. And I think that ended up being key for them in the second half of this do you know game. How many, do you know how many carries? How many rushes they had? How many? 31. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know what? So Shanahan got there. You know, that's, there you go. that I, I do think that's pushing that in the second half like that. <laughs> and then it, and then I opened up the pass game a little bit, took a little totally. of pressure off. Totally. Oh my gosh. It's I... just so <laughs> oh. It yeah, and somehow in the midst game. of this all, like, Brandon Ayuk top, topped up 100 yards, which is, <laughs> like, and it didn't so even good. feel like he was a, a major part of it all. But, okay, so in closing, um, I'm going to give you two scenarios. I mean, one is the actual scenario, but suppose you could replay it all um, or start over. So scenario one is the 49ers win, um, have all this momentum, they, they go to Dallas and scenario two is they tie and they play the Rams in essentially a home stadium for them, a team that they've now beaten six times in a row. Which would you prefer? Um, I, I think it's Dallas because I do think the two games in a row, like everybody, you know what I mean? Everything's so fresh. You get the Rams. It's going to be easy to see where they can make differences. They're going to, I, I, and I, I think it's just like, that's so tempting fate. Like, if we had to do it, I'd find all the silver lining in doing it, right? Yeah. <laughs> but I actually think, I think this is better. Now, you see Dallas, you know, Dallas has some incredible offensive weapons. Their receivers are good. Yeah. I worry about the secondary against C.D. Lamb. Against mm-hmm. Cedric Wilson had a great game yesterday, if you, if you look at that. Now, granted, you know, it's the Eagles and, there was a lot of mix in terms of players who were playing and not playing on both sides. Um, but I think the Niners run defense can do what we've seen. Zeke Elliott, who is, you know, he's strong. He's a power runner, but he hasn't been himself this year. Um, 
And I think that the Niners' run D can hold their own against Dallas. I worry about the Dallas receivers. Yeah. They are good. Their right. tight end is good. Like, this, yeah. that will be Dalton the challenge for us. But I think what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to put pressure on deck. They're going to have to get to him. And I don't know if Tyron Smith is going to be able to play. Like, I think there's some key – the presence of some players will will mm-hmm. determine how – challenging this is or isn't we've we've seen Dallas struggle they they have had some some rough outings but they've had games like look at at, what they did last night you know it's like touchdown for everyone so um you know they're coming off they're coming off a nice game you kind of hope that they just are so comfortable with how good they look they just walk in (laughs) you know uh it's interesting too. I think if you if you want coaching matchup, I think Kyle Shannon has the edge over Mike McCarthy. Don't well, you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clock management for starters. I <laughs> right? mean, that, yes. I yes. mean, like I'm trying to be nice, Melissa. <laughs> well, that's oh, what's gonna yeah. happen. It's gonna be. It's gonna be the same situation. I mean, McVeigh kind of goes in and out of like being aggressive and being conservative. But that's he's gonna be. McCarthy's gonna do like three things that are too conservative, and he's gonna mismanage his um mismanage the clock and his timeouts, and that's that's gonna yeah. be a key. That's my early prediction. I thought the 49ers did a good job with the clock. Today. They really did. Yeah. Yeah, really there was like good. one play well. and the two like that was like a middle of the field like two yard drive when we were yeah that, that I was like that oh was what are you doing? But then luckily yeah. Mr. Uh, Mr. Samuel made up for it. <sighs> so oh, he's so talented. <laughs> all right, I well, know. I just I just hope they didn't use all the good juju this week. I, I hope there's some still in the tank. But you know what I. regardless of what happens next, I I mean this, even though of course I'll be rooting like crazy for them, but I think this was a huge positive for the Niners. So many good takeaways about the talent that's on this team. Um, You and I can debrief later about what it means for going into next year, but I, Jimmy Garoppolo to me was impressive. And yes, you know, there's, I, I think the, the critics on him are too harsh um, I think there's reason to be critical. I think that the people who are just, you know, oh, he's not good enough. Right? Like, have you looked around the league, people right. who are being that critical? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. It's really not fair. I mean, he's running a complex offense. And we've mm-hmm. seen that he, I, I think that was the advantage to him playing over Trey Lance. Trey Lance, I think, is going to be a star. I think he's got, um, you know, he's got some of that beautiful, running ability uh that we love it's going to make him a dual threat but he's still a a, a kid basically who hasn't played hardly any football in the last two years um and now coming in is learning this difficult system and jimmy can do more uh right now than he can and jimmy's tough i mean we've seen it and i i think he deserves a lot more credit so i I think that's going to be an interesting conversation next year. But for right now, I think this just cemented the solidarity in the locker room. Like everybody feeling good about how everybody's good. Everybody stepped up today. Every branch of that team stepped up today. And it's a great way for them to 
to look forward not only to the playoffs but just in terms of of, of this team moving forward and into next year. Yeah, and you you my friend stepped up tonight by being my my date on football date night. So I appreciate it. Hopefully, hopefully we're doing this again next week when when the Niners beat the Cowboys. We'll just like because because it's superstition, right? So like if they win, oh, we got we got to do it again. So hopefully, we'll yeah. Well, yeah. If they if they win, we don't know yet when this game will be played, do we? I don't think we do. Um, yeah. So I th- I guess they have to see what happens with the other. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Probably by the time people, some people listen to this, they will know. But if you like listen to this immediately, then you're in the dark with us. Yeah. So, and uh, my my apologies to everyone listening with how ridiculously hey, giddy we are. We get we're giddy, but we I feel like we 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 didn't just like you know cackle the whole time and just, just we we didn't. Yeah, I, I feel I feel good about I feel good about the conversation. I feel good about the Niners. Yeah, so yeah. thank Listen, you so much. And uh, my <sighs> pleasure. I'm glad they gave us this to talk about. I mean, this was a great, um, you know, this was a great outcome. It was a really exciting game. I mean, this was to me by far the best game of Week 18. Oh, one of the best of the season. So thank you to you. Yeah. Thank you to the the 49ers um, for giving and, and the Rams for giving us a spectacular game. And yeah. Yeah. The NFC West rivalry is alive and well. And thanks again to Stefania Bell of ESPN. <sighs> Happy Niner fans over here. And thanks to you guys for listening. Go hit us up on iTunes with a good rating and review. 49ers fans, it will bring us good luck. Saints fans, I'm sorry. You are a good people, but I'm sure you'll be back in it next year. We will be back later this week with the regular episode of the Football Girl Podcast, which you won't want to miss. So thanks for listening, and we're on to the playoffs.